Church and welcome to another Sunday that uh, we are unfortunately having to pre-record uh, but it seems that some of the pubs and all of that are open uh, which is rather strange uh, in other places by WA um, still hasn't given us the opportunity to meet and worship in church so we come to you recorded this morning bless you this morning let's pray and seek the Lord and um, see what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us so this morning father we thank you for your presence and amongst your people thank you that you are in our homes in our lives wherever we go whatever we do you are an omnipresent omniscient and omnipotent God so we know that whether we meet together physically or not you are with us because you are meeting with us so we bless you, we honor you, we ask that you bless this message this morning, make it impactful to every life that hears it, and may the joy of the Lord be their strength, and a, a determination and a, and a strength come into them to serve you and follow you all the days of their lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. The title of my message this morning is, Don't Die Before Your Time. And that's the statement as well that I'm making this morning. Please don't die before your time. Amen? God has not appointed you to death, but to live and to declare the glory of the Lord. But, you know, some of us don't understand what, what is required in order for us to live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. So the psalmist writes, he said, what's the use of my soul or my body in the dust and, and in the pit. I can't praise you from there. So we need to live. Amen. We need to live and glorify the Lord whilst we're on this earth for the glory of the Lord and for the benefit of those who need salvation. So today I want to talk to you about a prophetic seed that in order for you and I to fulfill what God has called us to this earth for is that we should allow that prophetic seed that God has placed within our wombs to die. And in John 12, 24 to 26, it says, except a seed die, it abides alone. And, and therefore it does not produce any fruit because it hasn't died. So we don't want to be like that, amen? We want to be fruit bearers. We want to give glory to God by bearing fruit and fruit that remain in John 15. 16 that's what God wanted and that's what he's told us to do so If the seed dies if that prophetic seed dies in us it is accounted for righteousness And it fulfills the destiny of God in our lives So let's go to John 12 and let's look at a couple of verses there John 12 24 to 26 and we see Jesus talking about himself and we know we have to emulate Jesus, so let's have a look. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto a life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So in verse 26, 
you know, the essence of living on earth is to serve and follow Jesus and not indulge in this world. I'm afraid that too many Christians are more interested in seeking God for the blessings of this lifetime than they are seeking God for the things that God has prepared in eternity for us to have. Amen. And, and we are passing through this earth, so we're not here to indulge in this world. God doesn't want us to indulge in this world. He came to die for our sins so that we can be restored to the Father and then live forever with them. So, you know, we've got to understand that there is a plan of God that oftentimes is being thwarted by the enemy because of various reasons and also being thwarted by our own flesh. You know, the three things. I met a lady on the street on Wednesday and she was talking about why God doesn't intervene in her life and uh, you know so many bad things happen to her and I said because of three things I said don't be offended but the Bible says the pride of life the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh so these three things are universal and and they affect every single human being and we need to understand why God does not do sometimes the things that are needed to be done because we are our own stumbling blocks but I believe that God in these days in these last days is calling many to die to the things that have quenched their destiny you know I don't believe that many are heeding the call because they are caught up in this world and in wrong theology they don't understand what is destiny and they don't understand that they are their own worst enemies to that which God has purposed in each one of us I want to tell you something prophetically now that there is a changing of the guard a changing of the guard that means something of the old prophetic sense is moving on and the new prophetic sense is coming in now to give you an example from the Bible we see that happening between Elijah and Elijah amen the guard was changing and Elijah was to give his mantle to Elisha and move on to other things and meet God in, 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 uh, in, a, in a chariot of fire and go up to heaven. He had to lay down his mantle for that. Amen. Many, many Christians want greater and bigger things from God, right? But they don't want to lay down their mantle. Now, God is calling us specifically. God has got a plan. He's got a purpose for every one of us. Now, whether you're a lay person or you're already in the ministry or you're going to go into the ministry, whatever it is that you're going to do, there is a mantle that you've got to lay down. There is something that you've got to die to. That laying down the mantle is dying to it. Amen? That is the seed that has to die. That is the prophetic seed in you that has to die. Elijah had to leave the earth for Elisha to get the mantle. Now, Elisha served Elijah faithfully for many years before he actually got the mantle. But he wasn't going to let Elijah go till he got the mantle. So, likewise, there's a new mantle coming on us through this uh, situation that we have faced over the last few months with COVID-19. And the old is phased out, okay? So there's no point in trying to have the old ways of doing things. We've got to take on the new mantle that God has prepared for us. So that's where we need to understand what is the prophetic and how is the prophetic working in, in to reveal to us the new mantle. Likewise, others are not picking up mantles that, they, I mean, sorry, others are picking up mantles 
that do not belong to them. Amen. The armor just does not fit. Amen. The armor just does not fit. But they're trying to take it and make it theirs. You're not called. You know, every one of us have to be different members in the body. We cannot all be the same thing. And then there would be no body if we're all the same thing. So, you know, the eye cannot be the hand, the hand cannot be the foot, whatever. But listen, you cannot take on another person's armor or anointing because it won't fit unless God makes it fit. Now, we have a situation where King David goes, uh, before he became king, goes to Saul while they're having a war with the Philistines. And he says, I will fight Goliath. Now, King Saul wanted to give David his armor and David actually wore it. And then David said he had not proved it. Right? That means he was not yet ready to take on the mantle of kingship which was already prepared for him because King Saul disobeyed God in 1 Samuel 15. And now here in 1 Samuel 17, King David is there, not yet as king. Right? And prophetically, the God is changing. And maybe King Saul unwittingly gave his armor to David and said, wear it. Now David wore it, but then he realized he had not proved it. That means his time had not come. He was not ready yet. He didn't know that he would be the king of Israel straight away, but he had an understanding of prophetically within himself that he was called and destined for something bigger. Amen. Because he knew God was with him. He said, God had delivered me from the paw of the lion and the bear. And, and, and he was here to fight Goliath. He knew there was a destiny for him. Goliath was standing in the way. He was going to remove Goliath. And you know, there are Goliaths in your life that are standing in the way. You've got to remove them so that your destiny can be fulfilled. Amen. If you don't do that, they, they will stand there and they will threaten you. And they will stop you and block you from achieving what you should achieve for God. Now you might say, oh, I'm too old for that. You know, I'm too young for that. I can't be bothered. You know, my life is a mess. I've got so many problems in life. Well, man, I'll tell you something. That all of us have got a lot of problems happening all the time around us. But, you know, the seed, okay, this is where you've got to understand. The seed fights through all of those situations. It's an embryo that goes right through and connects with God and then when it connects with God it brings forth the fruit that it is supposed to bring now that is the battle that is the trials of our faith that is the trials that come to us that produce something more precious than gold so when the when the prophetic is in play amen like Calvary Assembly our church here the prophetic is in play now you don't give up on the prophetic just because you don't see what's happening you know that you like around you you look, you look at the prophetic, you don't look at anything else because God said and God will come, make it to come to pass and there is no question about it. Amen. The only question is whether you can handle the battle, whether you can face your Goliaths, whether you can face your trials and tribulations, whether you can stand in the gap for the kingdom of God to come because otherwise you'll make it about yourself. Amen. This is the danger. Many Christians are making Christianity and their faith about themselves. They're not worried about the kingdom of God. That's why I said earlier on, you know, it's got to be eternal. You've got to be looking at the eternal. You've got to look at what God has prepared for you and I in the eternal. And we are playing it out right now of what is God has prepared in the eternal. So when the mantle comes, okay, 
you got to know if it is your appointed time. Because if it's not your appointed time and you try to take on somebody else's position in the church or someone else's ministry because you like it or you see favor upon them or you see that they're walking in, you know, an anointing that you don't have or, and you think by taking their position you can get what they have. It doesn't work that way. Okay, it works according to what God has purposed for your life. And sometimes you just have to wait. So it's an appointed time. Waiting is a difficult time. It's a period that you and I have to press into God and seek God and ask God, what is it that we are doing on this earth? And why are we here at this time? And then find out what it is that we have is coming ahead of us and wait upon it. Okay, in faith, because the prophetic seed is already in there. That means you die to it. Okay, when you cannot prove the armor that is given to you, you die to it. You let it go. You give it back to God. And you say, God, in your appointed time, I'm ready to take it. Amen. So that is death to self. And death to self has to come first before promotion can come. You know, the church cannot be promoted into bigger and better things unless death to self comes. And I believe this period that we have been isolated and shut down has been a death to self. Amen. There's no more church going on. There's no more glorious worship and people talking about miracles, signs and wonders and all sorts of other things that they would love to get together and meet and all that. The whole thing is just, just death to self. We died to self by, by a design. Okay. By a design of God that he allowed this thing to happen because he wants us to go back into our closets and he wants us to connect, reconnect with him. See, that's why I said the prophetic seed has to connect with God. Amen. Even though you have the prophecy, you cannot just take off on your prophecy. You got to go and connect back to God because he's the one who gives life to that seed. He's the one that makes it bring fruit and bear the fruit that is needed. Amen. So we know that when we are called into a destiny by God, and here's something that I want to give you as a revelation, okay? And this is a warning. That the Lord Himself, okay, can cause your destiny to end prematurely. You say, wow, what's that? Why would God give me a destiny and a seed and then cause it to end it prematurely? You know, Moses was called by God to go and deliver God's people from Egypt. But Moses had not done something that God had required, which was <clears throat> the circumcision of his child. So on the way that Moses was going to Egypt, God came to kill him. Let's have a look at Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. And verses 24 to 26. And it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin, foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. <laughs> Here we are, you know, a situation. God has called this man, he has had a burning bush experience, 
He has met God and all this sort of stuff has gone on. You know, he's sure, he's determined now to serve the Lord. He's on his way. But he has not done something. Like circumcision. And God wanted to kill him. That's why I said to you, you know, God can terminate your journey before you fulfill your destiny. You've got to be careful about this. The other tragic example was King Saul. King Saul was anointed by God to be the king of Israel, the first king of Israel. Samuel the prophet came and anointed him. The whole country knew about it. They're all following him. He's gone into war. He has not obeyed God and he has displeased God and he has done something that God did not want him to do. Okay, in spite of the instructions, right? And then God got upset with King Saul and decided to remove him from his kingship. His destiny was finished. His family's destiny was finished. And you know, God had already prepared King David for that, to take over. That's why I said to you, be careful, right? If you are not going to do the job, okay, that God is calling you to do, God has already prepared somebody else, right? Just remember that. And so you should have the fear of the Lord in that what he has called you to do, right? You must be diligently doing and obeying the instructions of the Lord. Otherwise, you could be terminated from fulfilling your destiny. And this is a, not an easy thing to handle. I'm telling you, it's not an easy thing to handle because I've seen so many ministers of God, so many people who have vied for the ministry all been terminated early because they did not follow the instructions of the Lord. They did not obey the ways of the Lord. They did not, they tried to take something that was not theirs. They tried, they did not do something that they should have done. So here we are in a situation, you know, Ananias and Sapphira, they failed to uh, give the money that they promised God and they kept back a portion of it and they got terminated. The Holy Spirit killed them. See, so, you know, the Lord himself, though he gives you these things, can intervene in your life and terminate your destiny or even your life. Because you are not listening. And that's why I'm saying to you again and again, <clears throat> you know, these are the days that you do not die before your appointed time. Though the appointed time is there, you can die before that because you have not obeyed or you have not done something. You see, this is the, the danger of illegitimacy. Legitimacy is the calling, in the calling is critical. Everything must be all correct and done properly. So, I see men of God dying around the world, you know, and at young age, some of it is from God, some of it is not from God, some of it is the devil. And they're going out because they have not understood, they're ignorant. Okay, of the prophetic seed in them. Yes, they did something about the call. But they forgot about the destiny. And there's a difference between the call and the destiny as I have spoken about it so many times before. That the call is the call of God in your life into either ministry or salvation or whatever. And that the destiny is to fulfill a specific task that God has called you. Like Moses was called <coughs> to be a prophet. But his destiny was to be the deliverer of Israel from Egypt. Joseph called to be a prophet, but he was to, destined to be the forerunner to take Israel into Egypt. So there are many, many examples like that in the Bible. And we've got to know the difference between call and destiny. Now, Christians are not able to understand this, and they do not follow 
what God has purposed in their lives. So they, don't, they, they are living like people who are dead men's bones. Amen. You know, Israel disobeyed the Lord. They made a covenant with death. They did not uh, want to know the things of God, even though God was their God and, and had been intervening in their lives, done miracle signs and wonders, many wonderful things had revealed himself to them. They did not want to know. They kept seeking the world, seeking what is of the world rather than their destiny. So one day they woke up and, and, and in Ezekiel 37, they found themselves to be like dead men's bones. You know, I, I caution you, don't wake up one day to see your body as a skeleton lying amongst dead men's bones. That means, you know, you could be coming to church that is a dead church <laughs> and you are amongst dead people who don't obey the Lord, who are fornicating, taking drugs, you know, carrying on and doing all that sort of stuff. You know, when I came here to the Southwest Corridor, that's what was going on in the churches. So when I started preaching holiness and righteousness and correction and rebuke and chastening, you know, they didn't like it. So they, they said, whoa. I said, no, I'm not going to live in a dead church. I, I'm going to prophesy over the church. You see, so when you find yourself in that situation, you find nothing is working in your life, that things are, you know, like dead around you, you need to start prophesying over yourself. Amen. Because there is a prophetic seed in you. Israel had a prophetic seed in it, but it was destroying the seed. It wasn't doing anything about it. In fact, it was going the opposite way. So don't become like white walled sepulchers full of dead men's bones. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He said, you are like white walled sepulchers full of dead men's bones. That means on the outside, you look great. Okay, you talk the right Christianese language. You talk all the wonderful things of God and all this sort of stuff. But inside of your heart, you're evil. You're dead. You know, you don't have anything to show God for your life. You, you're, when you die and go to heaven, what are you going to show God? And that's what God's going to ask you. What did you do with your life while you were on this earth? And you need to be accountable. You and I, both of us, all of us need to be accountable. See, you're not appointed to die like that. To be a, a hypocrite or to be a foolish man or whatever. No, you're appointed to have the living God living in you and the excitement of the living God living in you. So that you would pursue him out of love. You will seek him out of knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And you will walk in a way that will not only bless God, but will bless your fellow man. And above all, it will bring you to a place where you will be blessed like Abraham. Amen. Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. So God blessed him. And then when he obeyed the Lord in sacrificing Isaac, he got a double portion and he became the father of nations as promised because he understood the prophetic seed that God had placed within him. Amen. He was he understood it so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac. <laughs> I think that's incredible. Amen. That is amazing. Now this is what God did with Jesus. God knows what we need. Amen. Jesus is that prophetic seed. Not Isaac. He's the family line. But Jesus is the seed that is called. And we are called in the seed of Jesus. Amen. That when that seed, that word of Jesus comes into us, we become alive. 
And the Holy Spirit quickens our mortal bodies, our spirits, our minds, everything pertaining to God. And then we begin to grow and bear fruit. I want to tell you that the devil and the soul, the king soul spirit, seek to abort your life and destiny in any way they can. Now we know who the devil is, but you may not know who the king soul spirit is. The king soul spirit is the spirit of jealousy. Because someone else is getting promoted above you. Someone else is getting more anointing than you. Someone else is getting more accolade than you. Okay? And, and you know, they were uh, applauding King David when he slayed Goliath. And he said he slayed the 10,000, but Saul only the 1,000. So they, these things because jealousy in the heart of King Saul that he wanted to kill King David. You know, when I was uh, being born, the devil tried his best to abort me in my mother's womb and to finish off my destiny even before I was born. You know, I refused to die then. I refused to die then. I mean, not that I knew that I could stop it. But my, something in my spirit would not allow me to die. Amen. And I know who that is. And that is my God. Right? Because he had planned my life. And he had planned a destiny. But the devil came. And he got me to become a drug addict. So if he couldn't finish me off in the womb. He tried to finish me off as a drug addict and an alcoholic. But I was dying. I was going mad. All sorts of crazy stuff was happening in my life. On the outside I was good, I had a good job, I had a wife, I had all those things, but inside I was dead. And God knew that. But it was God who purposed in my life that I should live and not die. So when I began to understand that, that I know now and I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that I will die only at the appointed time of God and in the appointed way of God. Amen. I, my mother used to tell me, uh, when, she, when I was in the world and I was living in another country that she was praying for me and they would get a prophetic word about me saying that somebody was out to kill me. No, I, I don't even, I didn't even know about it. Amen. I'm telling you the devil's after to kill you. And that there are people who want to destroy your future, who, who are enemies to you. Right? They talk nicely to you. And they show themselves nice, but they're enemies to you. They, they are jealous of you, or they hate you, or they don't like you, or they, they don't like the car you drive because their, your car is better than theirs, or some, some silly thing like that. But there's a jealousy, there's a hatred. And they're being fueled by this evil one because they see an anointing on you. They see a blessing on you. They don't see you getting perturbed in the midst of crisis and troubles. And even when you don't have money, you know, you're not worried because your faith is in God and they can't understand it and they say, how is it possible? But do you know and you understand that there's a prophetic seed in you, that you are called of God, that you have a destiny, you have a future, you are called and you know that and that's why you praise the Lord and you worship the Lord. You don't care like Paul and uh, uh, I think Silas in the jail, you know, they, they didn't care that they were in the jail. They, they just praise the Lord. Amen. And they could not be destroyed because the... The, the earthquake came and opened up the jail and the jailer and his family got saved and a whole lot of other stuff happened, you know, because it was not his appointed time. So you're not going to die before your appointed time. Make sure of that. Pray into it. 
and tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray so that I don't die before my appointed time. I refuse to die before my appointed time. And I'm not just talking about physical death. I'm talking about your spiritual death. I'm talking also about losing your way. About, you know, you were good up till now, but suddenly your mind has changed. You know, because you're getting older. You know, when King Solomon became old, right, he turned his heart away from God. Not when he was young, when he was old. That means as a young Christian, you might be excited and you've done all the wonderful stuff that God told you to do. But now you become old, okay, physically old. You've been a Christian for a long time. And now your mind is being changed by the devil. You've lost the way. You've lost your first love. That's what he told the Ephesus church. You've lost your first love. That's what happened to them. Don't lose your way. Don't lose your first love. Okay, you must come back to Jesus. You must come back to the way God prophetically prepared for you. There are voices in this world that will speak to you and try to take you away from God. Okay, they are not of God. There's only one voice that speaks and that is the voice of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Amen. You only need to listen to that voice and he will confirm and affirm who's of God and who's speaking to you and who's, who are you to listen to. And so you've got to listen to the prophets of God who are speaking. In these last days and God will give you discernment of course there are false prophets false teachers and all of those people but you have the Holy Spirit who will teach you who to listen to and why you need to listen to them you know we're talking about the appointed time and death now Jesus they could not kill Jesus till his appointed time and they had to kill him the way God had prepared him, which was crucifixion so Likewise, Apostle John could not be killed, so they banished him to Patmos. And he got the revelation of Jesus as Alpha and Omega. You see, that was his destiny, not only to write the Gospels of John, but also to write the book of Revelation. And to write the, the, the end times that were coming. He had to live. So God could give him, Jesus could give him this revelation, and he could write it. And we could get it. See the destiny? See how important the destiny is that you should live. People tried to kill him, okay? They tried their best to kill him. But they could not kill him. It's because his time had not yet come. And his destiny was not yet fulfilled. You know, after I came to ministry, after I accepted my call, and I began my journey, men tried to abort my calling and destiny. Now we're not talking about the devil. We're talking about men. And jealousy came into the equation and people became jealous. And I couldn't understand it at first as to what was happening for many years. Then one day I asked my intercessor and I said, can you tell me what's going on? Because, you know, I'm divorced, I'm traveling around the world, preaching the gospel. I don't have a salary income or support. I don't even have a car. And I don't have a home. I don't have a bed. I don't have anything except my suitcase and my laptop computer. And I've been doing this for years and years and yet when I go into churches and go into other places, people abuse me and, and do all sorts of other things, you know. And, and I said, what is it about? Can you tell me? Have you, because you've been praying for me, you know. She used to pray so diligently for me. And she said, Noble, I want to tell you something. It's jealousy. See, jealousy <laughs> is a spirit. Okay, it's an evil spirit 
and he is your number one enemy for the anointing okay whether you have it or you see it in someone else now it can affect you as much as it can affect another person so you have to be guarded against the spirit of jealousy that wants to destroy the anointing in your life and by doing that he takes away what is of god in you and then you don't see it anymore and then you're doing things that are not of god like king saul anointed but lost it because he prided himself to be greater than even samuel now samuel was the prophet of the nation right and he was called to direct king saul in the way that he must go it was saul, it was samuel who anointed king saul but he didn't wait for king uh, he didn't wait he didn't wait for samuel to, king saul did not wait for samuel to come after he had taken Agag the king as a prisoner with all of his goods he should have destroyed all of them but he didn't do it so when samuel came you know he said look you have not done what god has told you to do so out you go so jealousy you know got into king david king saul because he came to realize king david now was being called this little runt of a fellow you know couldn't even wear the armor of king saul and and he said no what is this guy you know i don't i don't like this guy i want to destroy him so he even tried to get jonathan king saul even tried to get jonathan his son to collude with him to destroy king david but god had sent jonathan to love king david amen to keep him protected a god will send somebody in your life to keep you protected they will be there they are your armor bearers they are your people who will walk with you amen they may they may see your faults they may see your weaknesses but they will walk with you because they see god's mantle upon you and because they see that you are prophetically called for the things that god has prepared in your life so when i when i found, discovered that jealousy was working against me you know the first thing i had to do was humble myself and not become antagonistic towards those who hated me or disliked me or put stumbling blocks in my way i had to seek god to find out how i could push the seed of prophecy in my life further because jesus visited me in my home laid his hand upon me and anointed me and ordained me in john 15:16 amen that's what he said you did not choose me but i chose you and i ordained you so i i when jesus himself came into my house and did that right who was i to say look i'm going to give up the call now because men are attacking me the devil is attacking me or this or that i had to find a way and i had to do that by taking on the trials and tribulations by accepting the offenses and 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 facing that okay and still coming out in love towards those people who hated me it took me some time to work it out okay it's still taking me time to get stronger and stronger in that yes i've become stronger but i need to become stronger in that i don't want this sudden attack to destroy the seed and then say oh i'm throwing in the towel i want to walk away from this no this is not this is not my appointed time to do that no i am still on the path of my destiny because i know there's something yet to be fulfilled you see jesus himself when he came to the earth his destiny was under threat the devil tried to kill him when he was born by destroying all the babies at the time 
in Jerusalem and the surrounding areas through King Herod. But obviously, God was protecting him. You see, I want to tell you something. Who's walking by your side? Not some physical person. The Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit is walking with you. Oh, that's why he says, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So, when you're walking in the Spirit, there's a joy, there's a blessing, there's a power, there's an association with God directly. He is your protector. So, He's protecting you. He's protecting the seed He has put in you. But, you know, it's your choice. You must decide. Oh, I'm going to go through this for the sake of the prophetic seed upon my life. Today, the devil is attacking Christians and destroying them through the Christians' ignorance. And they are dying physically, quickly, and spiritually. Okay? One of the things about spiritual growth is that you must get rid of your dead men's bones. Those are your sacred cows. Those are your pharisaical thinkings. Though thinking, they are the, the things of the past. They are the things that stop you from going forward. And you've got to cut your soul ties to that. Amen? Otherwise, you will, you will just be happy where you are. And you say, that's it, I've done it, I'm, I'm, I've got old, I'm old, whatever, and I don't want to go any further. No, 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 no. God is pushing you forward to go forward. Amen? And you must push forward. So don't let ignorance destroy you. You know, my people perish, is what Jesus, God said. My people perish for the lack of a vision and for the lack of knowledge. Right? You have to seek God. Say, God, show me this thing. That you have prepared this beautiful destiny for me. Your destiny is to grow in Christ and perform the works God has called you for. Amen. Your destiny is not to wait upon tables. Now Peter and the disciples have just received a, a blessing of the day of Pentecost. And they, they were moving with power and all sorts of miracles were happening. And some of the others, God, Greeks I think it was, got upset about the widows not being ministered to in this, this whole excitement that was going on. And then Peter said, look, it's not right for me to be waiting on tables along with the other disciples who are called into the word and into prayer. So they appointed some faithful men, right, to look after that issue of the widows. But they gave themselves to the word and to prayer. So your destiny is not to be just waiting on tables. You might start as a servant. Yes, servanthood is good. You might start as Elisha, serving Elijah, right? You might start as something else, like the disciples who served Jesus. But the time will come when you yourself will have to carry that mantle. Amen? And that's your destiny. Listen, I'm telling you, it's exciting, it's powerful, it's great. But you've got to walk in it, you've got to desire it, you've got to want it. Amen? If you don't want it, then of course it's not going to come to you. And God already knows whether you are really seeking Him for it. Most, most people say, oh, no, it's too late for me. No, it's never too late, my friend. It's always there for you to pick it up and run with it. So I see that there are many Christians who are tired of their faith. You know, they think of it more as a tragic kind of relationship with God with no joy than to have joy in Christ and to know that there's something beautiful prepared for us, for all of us. And that there's a glorious end to all of this. And there's going to be a powerful inter interlude that whilst we're on this earth, 
we will see the things that we have never seen before. And they're coming, as I've been saying over and over again. They're coming. And unless you are prepared, that you, you yourselves look into your spirit, your soul, and you say, oh, I'm prophetically prepared for such a time as this by God. Amen. And now I'm preparing myself to position myself for such a time as this so that I can prophetically act upon what God has called me to do. And for that, the seed must die. Amen. Jesus is our hope and future. Until we understand this, okay, that we are going to be with Jesus. He's our hope and future on this earth and in heaven. So you got to get hold of this revelation. That he is the prophetic seed within you. Let him come alive. You die. And you let Jesus grow in you. Then you can quote Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Wow. Paul, Apostle Paul had reached that place. Amen. He wasn't bothered about doctrines and theology and church life and coffee and tea and fine food and world and lust and sex and all of those things. No, he was after Christ. For Christ to live in him. Amen. This should be our pursuit. This is our destiny. This is our true destiny. One is a works destiny. The other is a life destiny. Eternal life destiny. To be with Christ forever and ever and ever. And that is to allow Christ to live in us. Amen. I'm so hungry for that. I'm thirsty for God to come and do it. And we have to stop thinking about ourselves. You see, Elijah went up in a whirlwind of heaven after fulfilling his earthly destiny. But was coming back to earth because he had not yet finished it. He had to come back with another destiny upon this earth. And the Lord said, I will send Elijah in the last days to restore the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. That's what's going to take place now. Right? That's the prophetic that is now. The fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. And you're going to see something you've never seen before when you take hold of this mantle. That you become the father and you become the one who suckers, who helps, who encourages who strengthens and then move in the power of the Holy Spirit to change the lives that are affected by the devil and by circumstances by spraying into their lives by casting out demons by doing what has to be done and then bringing them out of that pit into the relationship with God and you know God has called you for that don't give in don't don't just say oh it's too difficult I can't do it no you've got to listen to the Holy Spirit because his heart is crying out for the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. You know, <laughs> I can tell you stories from my own personal life. I don't, I don't have children of my own. But God gave me a grandson. Amen. In the most amazing way. And he told me, he said, listen, this boy is destined for something great that I have prepared in his life. So now I have to be a father to him because he doesn't have one. Amen. And we need fathers in the faith. He needs a father in the faith. So my job, part of my destiny is to be a father to him. Right? And that's what God wants you to understand. That he has prepared the church as a body to be a place of refuge and harbor for you. And when you go through the trials and the tribulations, 
that, that people will be here to comfort you and strengthen you. They are fathers in the faith. They are there for you. Amen. You got to stop living on your own and isolate yourself. You know, you know, this isolation and shutdown was not needed for Christians because Christians have already separated themselves from the church. Most of the churches around the world don't have the numbers that they should have, right? Because the Christians have separated themselves. They said, "Oh, we don't need that. We're going to be on our own." My friend, that's when you become the target of the enemy. You need fathers. I need fathers in the faith. Right? I know my, 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 I had a dream not long ago when God actually showed me a connection between me and a man of God in the ministry and that man of God is speaking to me and he says, you're looking for a father in the faith, I'm available. Wow. You know, God touched my heart with that. But you know, my father is Jesus, heavenly father. And I, I cannot, you know, say anything less about that. I can only glorify God and say, God, thank you so much for my father. Thank you so much for my heavenly father. I bless you in the name of Jesus. So God is preparing people who are getting ready to go to heaven. And we must be ready to face our eternal destiny as I preached recently. I personally believe that people have been spoken to in prophetic dreams and visions and words from men of God. They've spoken into your life. But I don't know if you are seeking God for the outcome of it. If you are genuinely seeking God for the outcome of it. Because there are many strains to it. You know, they're like tributaries to a river. So instead of staying on that river, you get into the tributaries. The tributaries are getting distracted into doing other things in God. It can be in God. But they are not of God for you to do. And so the devil is somehow deviated. He said, okay, you can go to church. You know, you can pray. You can seek uh, God. You can read your Bible. You can do all of those things. But don't follow the main line of the prophetic seed in you. And don't let that die. And you know, you're willing to listen to that voice because it's a sacrifice. It's, it's going to cost you something. The anointing costs something. Okay, you've got to pay the price. If you don't pay the price, you can't stay on it. You can't stay on that call. Joseph had to pay the price of 17 years of trials and tribulations in his life. Near men, murder, false accusation, all sorts of other things. Before he could reach that pul pulpit of destiny. So you too must understand this. Okay, don't just look at your trials and tribulations as something that is too hard to handle. No, see it as something that is producing something more precious than gold. Then you'll begin to understand. Hey, listen, God is a plan. God never was going to leave me. No use quoting, he'll never leave me or forsake me unless you believe it. Right? If you don't believe it, what's the use of saying it? You must only say what you believe and then it'll come to pass. He said, Jesus said, believe and pray. Don't pray and believe. Believe and pray. Amen? So before you pray, before you seek to do anything, believe that it is of God because God has spoken to you. So I believe that, you know, God has spoken to people, visions and dreams and prophetic words, but some are not seeking God for that outcome. You've got to keep seeking God for that outcome. Secondly, you're not dying to what God has sown in you. Okay, one is you're not seeking God. The other is you're not dying to what is sown in you, which is the seed. The seed is first Christ, 
then the prophetic seed of your own destiny, your word for calling, for higher calling and higher calling and higher calling. Okay, so it's not just calling, but higher calling, and then a higher calling, and then a higher calling, till you reach the pinnacle of heaven. Thirdly, you're having a tough time understanding the prophetic. Now, there are a lot of Christians like that. So I'm going to do some teaching in the near future on the prophetic. Because I believe this is the time of the prophetic. That when the prophetic is staring us in the face, you need to understand what you're doing in the prophetic. Amen? You're not just a by and by citizen of kingdom of heaven. You're in the prophetic. So you need to understand what that means. And you are having a tough time understanding it. I urge you to seek it and find out what it's saying. Fourthly, you lack faith. Okay? Now you must build your faith by the word of God. You must begin to read the word. Ask the Lord to speak to you. Holy Spirit, illuminate the word. Give me an understanding. Tell me what God is saying. Build up your faith. Start acting in faith. Start doing things in faith. And you'll begin, you'll see that you know you have not been doing a lot of stuff that you should have been doing, and your world will become better. Now I, I got out of that poverty mentality. I got out of that sickness mentality. I got out of that you know offense mentality. I got out of all of those uh, things that stop me and block me from going forward mentality. You know those things that are holding me back because I said faith will break the shackles of the devil's words against me. Faith in God and faith in what he said. And so faith will declare that I will live and not die, but I will do the works of the Lord and I will declare the glory of the Lord of this, in this land. And I'm doing it, okay? By the grace of God, by the mercy of God. Not by my ability, but by seeking God and building my faith. And God challenges me, you know, to go higher and higher. It's not easy, my friend, but we have to go higher and higher. So the appointed times, you know, will come. And for some of us, it's here. So let us accept that those appointed times are here. Some of you are called and you are destined for a certain thing on earth. But you've been putting it to the background. It's time. The appointed time is here for you. Then you will see the glory. You know, we are always at that place where we have to make a decision. That decision is going to cost us. But if we make it in the Lord, we will be happy about it. We will not live in the past of, and say, oh, we've made a wrong decision because things are not working out now. No, they are working out. But you don't understand that they are in the prophetic. Right? That's why it's not going well for you sometimes. But then you also see the power and the glory and the majesty of God. And you see that your connection to God is getting stronger and stronger. And you're beginning to feel and know him and understand him like never before. I'll tell you something as I finish. If you are seeking God, okay, if you are genuinely seeking God, you will have super, supernatural encounters of his calling in your life. You will begin to understand by manifestation of the Spirit, not only just the Word, but the manifestation of the Spirit, visions, dreams, supernatural encounters, you know, sometimes uncontrollable weeping because something got a hold of you, inside of you, and you know, it happens to me often. 
And I know that God is telling me, you need to push in, son. You need to push in in this area. You need to keep asking me. You need to keep talking to me. You, keep, you need to keep praying to me. And above all, you need to keep loving God more and loving God's people. And it'll come to pass, I'm telling you. You know, glory to God for the things that are coming to the earth. I'm preparing myself for the call of God on my life. It'll come suddenly. And it will say, now is the time, son. Pick up your bags and go. And you got to go. Okay? That is to the next level. And that next level can mean anything in life. Okay? You don't have to worry about what it may mean or how it will consequence you in any way. No. Think about it as, I want to serve the Lord and be obedient unto the Lord and to please Him by faith. And then all those other things will fade away. God loves you and God cares for you. But you need to walk in your destiny. You need to walk in the calling of God. And you need to understand that God is walking with you. Okay? He's helping you. But He's not going to make the choices that you have to make. So please understand that. And realize it's up to me to make the choices that God has placed before me. So bless you this morning as we come to the end. I want to pray for you and I'll pray for your destinies and your callings and I want you to understand that don't get stuck okay into your own thinking and saying oh this is it no open your eyes open your heart to the spirit of revelation and wisdom and God will will give you what you need to know amen let's pray father I lift up your people this morning to you those who hear this word this morning there is a calling and a destiny upon their lives. And I know that the devil has tried to destroy it many, many, many times. They themselves have not understood and have fallen to the wayside. That seed that has gone to the wayside, the devil has taken it, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you will restore in their lives. Press down, shaking together, overflowing measure. And that they will begin to understand that what God gives can be uh, restored by repentance and returning to the Lord. Amen. So I bless it, Lord. I bless them and I bless your people this morning that they will fulfill their destinies. They will not die before the appointed time. That you will give them good health and strength, soundness of mind, purpose to live and direction no matter what goes on in this world. That they will see the glory and the, and the power of the kingdom of God that you are establishing upon the earth. And they will seek after that righteousness of God. And they will see that they are called, they are blessed, they are destined, and they will be blessed if they keep seeking you. Speak to them, Lord. Give them visions and dreams in Jesus' name. Show them, Lord, the way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Be blessed.